So, we have an Instagram. Would you like to slide in my DMs? Is that what the kids say? Is it in into my DMs, maybe? Not just in my DMs. I don't know, it's an offer either way. <laughs> so, two massive revelations about Instagram, which indicates as a 39 and minor and one and a half weeks away from 40. Yeah. Is first of all, you can DM anyone and like it's not blocked like on Twitter. They have to follow on Twitter they have to follow you for you to DM them. So you were thinking about following people from the not follow it, DMing people from the telly that you like? Angela Scanlon. Angela I was about to say Angela Scanlon. Because I mean I could do a lot of people, but a lot of them would be too important to be reading their own Twitter DMs. Whereas I think, you've got to think about this. I mean, I think, Instagram DMs. We're getting confused already. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Instagram DMs. Whereas I think, like, so Florence Pugh, who i am also got a minor obsession with, mm-hmm. she's too famous to be reading her own oh, Instagram DMs. I don't DMs. know, she's quite, she's, she does, like, baking and stuff on her stories. Mm, and I think she's like, got she's... a, I think she's got a social team. Right. Whereas Angela Scanlon, Angela Scanlon will almost definitely be reading them herself. I mean, I might get blocked pretty soon. I think you would, to be mm. fair. I wouldn't write anything inappropriate. You wouldn't write anything at all, Mark. No, you're quite right. You wouldn't. You you love to think Mm. about insight insight into our life. You'd like to make a joke about what you what you would that you would get in touch with these people, but you'd never do it. Mm. The other revelation is that. I have now found out that when you look at someone's Instagram stories, they can see that you've been looking at it. <laughs> Your face when I told you. So I can't think of a specific thing that I have done. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost certain I would have looked up someone who I I don't know, who like... Like you haven't been I used in touch to, with yeah. for a while. And then just got... Who I'm not following already and mm. gone, oh, I wonder what this is. Probably by mistake because mm. I click on people's profiles and yeah. up comes their stories. People don't yeah. check these things every day, do they? I mean, they might. Well. They might. They might be looking going, oh, that Mark, he's looking at my stories. Yeah. Who says? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be... A whole, uh, new, whole new world for us. Cause, yeah. Like, I mean, they should tell old. you that when yeah, you sign oh, up. Well, yeah. I mean, there's also... I mean, you were, you were looking up everything about Instagram the other night, just learning how to do it and... Oh, I sound so old. But yeah, anyway, we're on Instagram now. So if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, how do you do that? How do you do it on Instagram? Do you just... So you, like you go to or... the Honeymoon Pod. Right. And you go to follow... Yeah, but you know what I mean? How do you search for it? Do you just, just search type in the honeymoon part right, okay. and we will I'm come so up. I'm so used to Twitter, but yeah, okay. Hmm. Right. I mean, that's that's selling it, isn't it? How do you do it? She says. We're very old. Yeah. I think this is too... Like, I think this is the last generation of social media that we'll be going on <laughs> yeah. until we're far too old to be on there. I mean, you did say to me, should we go on TikTok? Which I think was a joke. And I know of TikTok, but I don't think we should be on there. Mm. We know lockdown, this was only meant to be for lockdown, wasn't it? It was just meant to be something to keep us going for lockdown. And we know lockdown is relaxing at the moment. It isn't necessarily for us, but it is for other people. Mm. Things are getting quite busy. I went for a drive earlier on today and the beaches were full. But we've sort of had a bit of a chat, haven't we? And decided that we might keep it going, keep the podcast going. Might as well. Yeah. It gives us something to do on a Saturday night. It does. We've got no social life anywhere, uh, even when stuff's <laughs> open. We'll be on by 8 o'clock when we normally do this. Right. So uh Half past yeah. 8, bedtime. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've decided just to 
to keep things keep things rolling. Yeah, I mean we're we're really enjoying doing this, and it's it's nice to sort of. Well, it's frustrating that I can't talk to you about TV shows during the week, even when we're watching them together. Um, it's quite nice to just spend some time just chatting to you face to face rather than just sort of having the telly on and everything like that. Because unless we're walking Blake or mm. doing that, we are the cut people who yeah. are very busy and don't yeah. just, it's nice to spend time just to have a chat with my wife. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and, and similar. I think it's been really, really good for us actually. Mm. Um, over the past sort of twelve, thirteen weeks. Is it week thirteen? This is week fourteen. Well, this is number fourteen, so it's the thirteenth, wow. thirteen weeks. So it's gone really, really quickly, and yeah, I think we just we're just gonna carry on. We've had so many lovely messages, and I know, like, I know we we'll say that a lot, but we really have had yes. lots of really lovely messages and. Loads of people sort of getting in touch with us and sort of chatting about the things that, that we've said, which is a bit mortifying at times. But <laughs> Well, it's such a fact that I'm chatting to my mates and they're like, yeah, we already know that because we listen to your podcast, yeah, yeah, you dickhead. Yeah. I know, I know. We know you're setting up home cinema system. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, you're painting your banister. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. It, but yeah, it's been really, really nice to chat to people about um, telly and film. And, and so, yeah, if you, um, you like what we do, I'm going to go into that thing that people do on podcasts now. I can't face this. I know, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, if you if you do like what we do, we'd be really grateful if you wouldn't mind... Mark's face is absolutely mortified here, but if you wouldn't mind sort of rating and reviewers, is that what they say on the, on the other podcasts? So iTunes has a review feature. Right. Um, so if you and... could... I mean, only if like you give us nice reviews. <laughs> Please give us nice reviews. So I think the worst thing that any podcast ever does is read out the five-star reviews oh, that no. they do. Yeah, we won't no, be doing that. We won't be doing that. In probably, probably never even acknowledge what the, what's yeah. happened. It just um, if you want to tell your mates about it and you know try and try and grow the podcast a little bit. Um, yeah, I think we're surprised, but I think we just thought it'd be like four or five minutes that listen to this. But mm. we've had listeners from all over the world. I mean, we don't know how the founders, whether we've just been quite clever with the way we marketed this or something like that, or people just searching for specific shows. Mm. It's absolutely blown us out the water. Yeah. Like where we've people like from the Philippines and Germany mm. and California listening yeah. to this. So yeah, I think the short the summary of it: if you like what we're doing and you want us to keep going. Would you mind giving us um, a review at iTunes or wherever else you can give us a review? Or tell your mates about us, or or, or get get on the on the gram. I and, hate that. I, 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 this is the last episode of the podcast. Or Insta, Insta is that what other people call it? Anyway. I don't. We don't. Thanks. <laughs> and if you think this was awkward on the podcast, just imagine how awkward it was before Elaine edited it down. <laughs> so true. Right, should we move on? Yeah. Sport. Football's back. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? I £10. Paid, pounds. I paid £10 to £10. watch Paul City today. And, and they know, got beat by the, the team best, below us and we're going to get relegated. The best thing about having a child is that I can passively aggressively talk to you through the child. So today, when this awful match was on, I was just sort of bouncing him up on my knee going... £10, Blake. £10 to watch this? You wouldn't pay £10, would you? I didn't hear a thing you said. I really? was so angry. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you didn't bite at all. No, no, no. I just wasn't listening to you. You wouldn't pay £10, would you, darling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> very brave of you. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're going to get relegated. Um, we were all getting excited because we were 
plummeting down the table after selling our two best players in January. Um, and we had loads of injuries, so we thought oh, the break might actually help us. And then on Thursday, it was announced that our captain and our most experienced player wouldn't be coming back because their contracts have expired and they don't want to renew. So um, oh, they don't want to come back. Yep. Yep. Oh no. So yeah. That's... So can I just ask a question? Yeah. What? What? You know, you're saying sport is back and football's back. Like, yes. Is it going to be on quite as much as it is? Like, there were two matches on today. Honey, there are about five matches on a Saturday. Oh no. And five matches on a Sunday, right. and then two matches on every single night. Oh great. Yeah. Forward to that. I'm not. Mm. Ma- I think everyone is going to get burned out by football mm. within maybe a week. When's the cricket coming back? Wow, that's something I never thought I'd hear you say. No, not because I want to watch it. Just, I'm just in out of interest. Like, how much time do I have left with you before oh, I'm left for? Sport? I think it's middle of July. And right. There's a test okay. match against the West Indies. Lovely. Moving on. What else did you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, so it looks like cinemas are opening in a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. So yeah. if we are struggling for content, uh, I've still got my Odeon Unlimited pass. So. Is it, has that been extended? Yeah. Yeah. They've, uh, so I got an email in the middle of the night saying, yeah, we extended it on to, I think it was due to run out in like August or something, and they've said mm. they've extended it to December. Oh, that's really good. Then one... Apologising, saying, "Yeah, we've still not finalised the dates yet, but sorry okay. for sending you that. But we sent, we tried to test it out if we could extend it." Because I was really excited for you because I know you love to go to the cinema. It's been mm. a really, really good thing for you to do, particularly when we were in hospital and when we came out of hospital, even. Yeah. Um, I was really excited for you because I know Tenet is or was due to be the first film to come out. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Yes. Christopher Nolan's Tenet, I should say. And you know, Inception, such a fantastic film. Mm. We've seen, we, I mean, we've seen all the Nolans, haven't we? All the Batmans, yeah. The, even the weird one about being in multi dimensions. Uh, Interstellar. That's it. We went and saw that together. Yeah, I know. We've seen quite a lot of Nolan together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably won't see this one together. Nope, definitely won't. <laughs> yeah. So has that been put back? I thought I heard on the grapevine that. It so is, it's been put it, back to... It was due to come out on the 14th of July. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. It was due okay. to come out mid-July, anyway. Mm. It's now been put back to the 31st of July. So oh, it's, so it's put... not too bad. I thought it had been mm. completely moved back, like, months. No, no, no. So I think the first big release is going to be Mulan. Not bothered about it in the slightest. Mm. I mean, I'll go see it just to... The, the early indications was that it was very good. Yeah, but it's one of them things. It's just setting a time outside of electricity, and I'm just not interested. Like I, I'm saying that completely unironically. No, I know you are. It's it just doesn't interest me. me. Yeah. Yeah, Mark doesn't like films that are set where electricity hasn't yet been invented. Not so much invented, just not available. Like anything to do with Lord of the Rings and Hobbits and things oh, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not for you. Anything medieval times. Anything yeah. involving Henry the Eighth or anything like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, so, it's yeah. not. It's not so much. No, it's not so much. That I don't like them because a, a good film is a good film. But I think I'm not interested in them just sight mm. unseen. Uh, but I'll go see it probably just to get out the house and, yeah. and. Although I am torn, because being sat in an enclosed room with strangers whom I don't know does make me quite nervous. And every single alarm bell in me is ringing, going, "Well, do you want coronavirus?" It's interesting, isn't it? Because if I walk around a shop, mm. like I'll go and do a shop, a weekly shop, I'm in much closer proximity to people 
in the shop and that's in an enclosed space whereas with the cinema you're going to be you know no one's going to come and sit next to you do you remember when you used to go back in the sounds like it was like 30 years ago but when you used to go to the cinema and there'd be loads and loads of seats available and then someone would come and sit two two doors down from you or just directly behind you i don't think people will do that now so the difference is like there's two differences between the supermarket one, I need to go to the supermarket to buy stuff to live. Mm. If I don't, I will die. Mm. And two, you're in and out of there in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. There are rumours going around that Tenet is three hours long. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Yeah. That's just hard work anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Just sat down, you know. Cost a better bloody be open, because yeah. otherwise <laughs> yeah. I'll be, uh, someone will be nudging me to snore, just yeah. snoring and spreading my germs that way. At the end I, of the day. I, I don't think it's, a terrible thing to to do. I'm I'm a bit more relaxed about it than you are, which is surprising. Given mm. I will go, I will yeah. go, but I'll might have bought a mask specially to go. You have you bought a mask that makes you look like Bane? Speaking of Nolan, you said I looked like a dinosaur today. Yeah, you look like. Do you remember that TV show with the dinosaurs? Like, and they were like real, not real dinosaurs, obviously, but they were. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just to be clear, they weren't real dinosaurs. They weren't real dinosaurs, but. It was an American show, and they were like a family of dinosaurs. I'm sure it was, they were called the dinosaurs. No, I know exactly what it is. I'm Do just you? trying to, you, to hear you little, describe yeah, it. He looked a little bit like one of them, and I can't work out why. The ones with massively wide faces. That, and... Maybe that was it, because the mask no, Stop was... talking. Sorry. <laughs> no, but the mask... Let me just explain. The mask covered all of your major features. This isn't going to go well, is it? But yeah, it just you've got all your strongest features... I like in the centre of your face, and the mask covered those. So I, j- I don't know why I said that. It just yeah, it just reminded me of the dinosaurs. Are we still married? Nope. Okay. <laughs> You've got one more chance of saying the gram, and then I'm off. <laughs> Will that be it? Will that I'm be off the to go final? in a social bubble with someone else. Do you want to talk about television before I um, end up in 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 divorce land? Let's talk about television. <laughs> I want to destroy you. I may destroy you. <laughs> Is it after if I talk about what you look like with a mask on? Yeah. <laughs> Could that be it? <laughs> uh, yeah, we watched I Want to Destroy You, which No, is... it's called I May Destroy You. It's not called I Want to Destroy You. Is it? It's called I May Destroy You. Oh, that's I wonder what's going on in my mind. But when I first searched for it on the on like the iPlayer. I did type in, I want to destroy you. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so it's called, I may destroy you. Are we sure? Yeah. Have you? Uh, yeah. Right, okay. So let's yeah. do this live. Okay. Let's do this live. Right, oh, where's no. the remote? Here we go. I believe you. Well, no, but, you know, you don't. No, I, so... do, I do, I do. I do. I just, it just doesn't sound right in my mind. Oh, we'll just turn down the volume to Spectre. Skyfall? Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. What does that say? Um, That says, I may destroy you. See? Started already. The destruction through the show. Of the marriage. (laughs) We watched this separately. We watched this, yes, we did. And I was surprised when you said you'd watched episode one. Because I'd watched episode one sort of sneakily one day while you were at work. Well, 
this is not a program that would appeal to me in any ways, mm. but this has had such positive reviews mm. from every single place. I've not seen any Michaela Stolstup before. I know that she did Chewing Gum, is chewing it? Gum, that was she wrote herself and... It was an E4 show, yeah. which instantly kind of put me off. A bit, bit snobby, I know, but it looked a bit broad from what I saw. Okay. Do you um, think maybe we were just a bit too old for E4 maybe absolutely. as well, like age-wise? I think, yeah. And then she did Black Earth Rising, mm. which I didn't see. I suspect you might have done. I did. It was it was compelling, but it was it was very uh, affecting, okay. very affecting mm. uh, program. Yeah, I didn't know what it was about until mm. I sort of looked it up, and it's yeah. about it's about the Rwandan genocide. Genocide, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, and that's why, without going into obviously lots of details, mm. but yeah, it was very well acted, a beautiful production, mm. but. It wasn't something that I'd want to go back and revisit because of the the subject matter, which is cowardly on my part. But there you go. No, but I think you know, like I wouldn't want to go back and watch Schindler's List or mm. yeah, or mm. Twelve Years a Slave. But yeah. So the reviews I saw of this were comparing this. I think someone said it was this generation, this life. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that. Okay, that's right. Interesting. I I get all the positive reviews, but mm. I hadn't heard that. That was I'm glad uh, I Boyd Hilton. Hear that. Uh, who's someone we were like, who does the pilot mm-hmm. TV and Heat and things Heat, like that. Yeah. No. Um, so I checked it out. Mm-hmm. And do you want to go first on your thoughts on it? Okay. So I had the same background as you in that I had not heard of this show at all, hadn't heard of it as sort of up and coming, because often you read about things saying, oh, in, later on this year, this show is going to come out and there's a lot of buzz around mm. it. Until it hit the podcast, the TV podcast, where people were saying, this is just phenomenal. Yes. And um, it's going to win all the awards. So probably expectation very, very high. This is a show about a young woman who's written a book that has appealed. I think it's a book. It, I think it has millennials in the title. I can't remember the exact title of the yeah. book. But it has appealed to millennials and it's garnered lots and lots of success through like social media. It's and gone things viral. Like that. It has gone viral. People are coming up to her in the street and like repeating phrases yeah she's not necessarily famous but Mm. there are certainly a fan base that Mm -hmm. knows of her through probably through like social media and stuff like that and she's written this which i I get the impression that she's not written much before this has been Mm. this book which has absolutely gone wild and unexpected yeah and now she's got an agent and they're waiting for the second book yes and she lives with her friends in uh, a flat in london and a lot of the episode one is her walking around London, a sort of very handheld camera as well. Yeah. Really feeling when you're walk walking with her, it doesn't feel staged. It feels very much like I mean we've walked around London sort of on an evening before where it's quite warm and there's plenty of like obviously we're from the northeast. There's so, atmosphere you know, in the air. It's always warm. Yeah. Always People warm out on streets, drinking on street yeah, corners, yeah. from up outside pubs. Buses and... going by, and you know people chatting away, and music mm. coming out, and um, street vendors, and you know that, that sort of real, real vibe and culture. So there's a lot of that going on. The bit that really pulled me in was this idea of someone trying to write and having difficulties, right? You know, having mm. success with writing. And then finding it difficult and the procrastination that you can go through and the doubt and, you know, how you can get distracted when you're really, really trying to do something. I don't know whether my expectation was too high. I think that might be where I'm... Because I'm I'm sighing because I, I think I went in thinking 
it was going to be the best thing in the world ever. And actually, it it didn't blow me away. Okay. I liked the things that I thought I was going to like. I liked the portrayal of the living in London. I liked the different people who we were meeting, mm. of her friends. But that's essentially where I where I got to with it. And there was one thing that absolutely put me off. Coming back to the second episode, which we'll talk about in a minute once you tell so, me what you think. So I'm not sure we should talk about it. Okay. Um, I think it's been all over the reviews and the publicity, mm. but this is... The first episode is mainly an introduction to the characters mm. and uh, who have been on the night out. And at the very end, there is a flashback to something that happened on mm. the night out. I, I think it would... If, yeah, it's a, it's a major spoiler. So yeah. let, let's not go let's there. Not... But that was the thing that made me go, I don't know if I want to carry on with that storyline. That storyline might be just too too much mm. for me and you gave up after you've because we had a discussion where mm. we both realized we'd watched it independently mm. and said oh do you want to carry on and you said you didn't want to yeah i'm a little bit scared of where it's gonna go and okay and what what it's gonna do okay um so i'm a little bit different to you okay i absolutely despised the pilot Right. I hated every single character in it. I did not sympathise with anyone. I found the Michaela Cole character really, just really annoying. She's a very, she's in a very privileged role, and she when she needs to write her um her article, she goes and gets pissed with her mates. Um, her mates weren't likable. Her mates were all horrible people. I think they were a good cross section of lots. You know. I don't, yeah, I don't think they they were. I didn't warm to anyone, okay. and I if if I was in a bar with them people, I would actively okay. walk away. And to be fair, we've been out in London and we've been around yeah, them yeah, people yeah, and yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. Try the next bar along. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just. Uh, I'm sure that if I was 23, mm-hmm. um, I would really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But I just look at them and go, oh, "Can't be bothered, mate, lads." Um, yeah, I just look at them, oh, kids, like you. Oh. Mm so much in front of you and you're throwing it away <laughs> i look at like i look at them like a so disapproving parent yeah um the thing that made me want to carry on is the reviews and having gone on to episode two mm-hmm. i would really recommend you stay away from it right okay not for the reasons you're thinking of but it goes obviously into very dark places mm. um if anyone is triggered by anything at all i would do your research on this before we're okay. not going to we're not going to say what what goes yeah. on but there is an event that is very emotional mm-hmm. affects the characters greatly mm-hmm. and it is certainly something that could uh, could cause a lot of upset because yes. it's it's very vivid the flashback and i think that's that was my difficulty with it mm. there are lots of shows that talk about sensitive mm. subjects that would be very very that are very upsetting mm. and would be very upsetting to people particularly if they've been through those events before mm. or have had anything um, in their life that would lead them to try and maybe stay away from certain topics mm. and it wasn't necessarily the topic itself it was the vivid i think i'm going to use your word the the vivid i, I think it's vividity. the i yeah. think it's i think it's the vividity yeah I don't know if that's a word it's not a word um, but yeah it's the, it's it's so specific but i think and... it's the fact it's also a flashback as well i mm. think if you see more of it mm-hmm. then there might be more context for you to hang mm-hmm. on to but it's such a sort of it's a sudden it's a, oh, yeah, yeah 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 and yeah. It, it gets you there 
and I'm so glad I'm carried on. I'm mm. going to carry on with this. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes into a kind of piecing together the night, um, like like the Hangover, mm-hmm. um, like. Uh, there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother called mm-hmm. The Pineapple Incident, where someone wakes up with a pineapple next to them and have to piece, piece together exactly what happened. I guess probably the first, well, the first thing I can think of is, dude, where's my car? Okay. Yeah. That's not where, something that I thought you might mention no. in the context of a particular <laughs> show. But, but, yeah, but okay. where is that is played the... as a, as obviously as a comedy. Yeah. And there is, there is a lot of comedy in this. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. And that's, I think, maybe why at the end I just went, oh! <gasps> but, I would really recommend people checking this out. So you've been watching something without me. <laughs> oh, that would be so really sad. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't watch this anywhere, but yeah. Well, to be honest with you, hon, I, I would, this is a programme I really, really recommend. And I think you would have enjoyed, I think you would have enjoyed it. And I know you're giving me that look because that's the look I would have given if someone had said to me, oh, go and watch the Salisbury poisonings. It sounds very BBC. Oh, it is BBC drama. Nine o'clock. Do you know anything about the event of the poisonings that occurred in Salisbury? I'm going to try not to say just say the Salisbury poisonings over and over again. Because uh, so, this is not that far away. Well, I'm surprised that this has come along so quickly. So I know that it was a ex-Russian spy who had, if not defected, had sought asylum here with his mm-hmm. family and he became very unwell. There were two Russian former military men who were coincidentally visiting Salisbury to marvel at the height of the spire of the cathedral, but that is all I know. And isn't it interesting that you've concentrated there in your description on the fact that this guy was a a Russian spy that was like a double agent, Mm -hmm. and then you've also gone straight into who perpetrated the crime because that is not what this show is about and that's what makes it in my eyes absolutely brilliant i think this is one of the best shows of the year all right mark yeah and you know that it takes a lot for me to say that sort of stuff but you haven't seen all the shows of the year oh come on that's what you would say to me yeah, I know, I, know. I went into this thinking i can just like tootle about clean up mm. pick toys up I'll have it on in the background. I'll probably make it to the end of episode one. You know, I'll get to the point where the two blokes of, you know, the Russian fellas have come to Salisbury and they found them on CCTV and now they're going to work out who they are. Because that's normally how these shows go, isn't it? And this is a a three-parter. So normally you get to the end of episode one and they've just discovered who they are and then the next minute, you know, you'll find out a bit more about them. They absolutely do not go there at all with this. This is a programme that is entirely about the lived experience of people who we never heard of. So the director of public health, who was one day doing a seminar on like food poisoning and the next minute they've discovered that these two people had been found on a bench, essentially like, it's, it's actually quite powerful in, in the show. They're essentially just vibrating on, on this bench. Yeah. And they don't know what's gone wrong. You know, is it a drug overdose? Is it a, a heart attack? You know, mm-hmm. what is it? And they don't know what's happened. And so she's going, well, what could it be? Are they not very well? Are they, you know, Then it's the police that are, that are affected because they have to go near these people. And we know, we know there's a poisoning, don't we? Yeah. That's what it's called. Mm. And it's only been two years. 
but it's all those people behind the scenes it absolutely smacks to me of a show that I know you started watching it really really reminded me and I know there's a there's a context because of this idea of poisoning um this similarity but it really reminded me of Chernobyl I've never got around to finishing Chernobyl mm. uh, because it was on whilst it was on just as Blake was born, mm. so we it never. Is very dark. Yeah, it's still on the skybox, yeah. and I will get to it because mm. obviously it's so well thought of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, interesting that when you were describing that, my my internal sexism when you said the director of public health, and I was like, oh, is that Riff Spall? Is that? Yeah, interesting, and there's actually a number, what I really appreciate. Presumably it's Anne-Marie Duff that's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, yeah. it is. Who I knew is in it, yeah, yeah, in yeah. a starring role, and I was yeah. like, oh, I what she is, but And yeah. what an, an interesting role to play, like a real-life person who who was, the, you know, the, put into this very, very difficult position and found herself at the, the core of what then became an international incident mm. with MI6 or MI5 or whichever of the, the agencies are involved. I never know which one's, which one's which. But it doesn't concentrate on that. It could have gone down the spy route, but it went down, you know, the route of the friends who knew this. It was a father and daughter. The yeah. friends who knew them and spent time with them. And then the next, like, kind of, they knew that they had connections to, um, to Russia and to Putin, but... They were just their mates. Yeah. The policeman who had to go into the house where they mm. lived and ended up becoming um, very unwell. Yes. You know, and I'm not going to go into all the, the details because there were, there were things that I didn't know that were, were very, very affecting. And I don't want to hate using the word spoil when it's real life and real people were affected. Yeah. But, you know, people can watch it themselves mm. and, and, and discover maybe some new things that they didn't know. But, you know, there were there were other people who were caught up in this strange international incident who were absolutely, you know, them and their family, their lives were turned upside down. And maybe we only got a snippet in the news of them or it was a moment where we sort of went, oh, that's happened. But I don't remember paying really very much attention to this. Do you know that Salisbury was only... sort of They only found out that Salisbury didn't have... I think it's Novichok was the, the nerve agent that was used. Yes. Was in March 2018? Yeah. Sorry, March 2019. March 2019 was when the last remnants of you know when they were testing mm. that's like you know that's last year but that's what i loved about it i loved that we weren't it wasn't a spy drama it wasn't a mystery it was the minutiae of what it is like to be caught up and to be affected personally and physically and mentally in this type of attack okay it was absolutely i mean i consumed it in two days i'll see if i can sneak it in this week and word of warning it's really really i was i'll put it this way you came downstairs at one point and i, th- I think you started talking to me about something really random like sausages or something like that and i was crying my eyes out because it was just so affecting and Observant Husband of the Year yeah, Award yeah, goes yeah. too. There's also, um, it's worth waiting till the very end of episode three, which is the final episode. I'm not going to say anything about it other than 
let it run, let the credits come in. And I thought that was how they finished the series was the best example of that particular thing being done in a real, you know, a show that talks about real events. Was it Hale and Pace dressed up as the two Russian guys in their jumpers? I'm not even, I'm not even, if you, if you had watched this, you would not be making that joke. Okay. I'm going to put my telling off face on because this, and again, like, I'm a bit like you. I didn't really know the the detail of what had happened and mm. how people had been, like their lives had been completely changed. Okay. Um. But yeah, I really recommend it. I mm. think it's one, one of the shows of you. Uh, well, I'll... I'll check it out. So then. unexpectedly. Like, mm. so unexpectedly. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll check that out then. So what have you been watching without me? So I've watched when I've been getting up with Blake in the morning, when he wakes up and uh, won't uh, go back to sleep. Really wonderful time of half past four. Mm. I watched a Netflix film. Okay. The Five Bloods. I mm. realised that I cannot pull that off. Uh, so I will probably end up just calling this The Five Bloods. Yes, I think that's um, best. I don't think that I can pull off Da at all. So this is a Spike Lee film, which, although sounds prestigious, I've not seen many Spike Lee films. We, um, well, I'm I'm pausing there because you were watching it, and then I came along and started doing that thing like, oh, who's he? What's he doing? What's that bloke doing? What's happened there? Is this? Do-? But you were watching Black Klansman, yes, and that's a Spike Lee film. Absolutely, Isn't it? yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I thought I got that completely wrong then. Yeah, I mean, you were so affected by it that you watched the last sort of quarter of an hour and said, "Well, that should have won the best picture." Yeah, I, I did. I did. Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant, I and I've only watched a bit of it. But the only films I've seen of his previous to that, and this was quite recent, that because it was just just on Sky, I saw Inside Man. Inside Man. Have you ever seen that? It's a Denzel Washington film. Uh, it it rings a bell. Okay, well, that you might see that on day and night. <laughs> It's a really good film. Okay. And bizarrely, um, one of his first films called School Days. School Days? Yeah. Is it spelled D-A-Z-E? It certainly is. Right, okay. Yeah. Which I used to be on a poster on the wall of Pharaoh's videos in Cottingham. Wow. In 1980, 1990, when we were, we and the family were renting things, rented videos. Uh-huh. And I had a Spectrum game called School Days and I didn't know if it was related. So when I started watching films and had the ability to get downloading films <laughs> uh, back in the darker days of my internet history, um, I downloaded it and watched it. And it, it's all right. It's like a it's high school thing. And you know my thing with high mm. school comedies and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I um, do. But obviously the big, the, the big missing film of his is Do the Right Thing, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but I probably will watch soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been in the news a lot recently. It has. First of all, it was his 40th anniversary last year. Then Danny Yellow died, who played a big part in it, was Oscar nominated for it. Do you know who he is? I'm nodding, and I, I'm not sure I So do. you will know him. He is a character actor who's been in a lot of things. You will know him as uh, Madonna's dad in the video for Papa Don't Preach. Oh. So he's an Italian American actor. Right. So yes. when yeah, I she do know that man. Is yeah. Asking him not yes. to preach and yes. she is going to keep her baby. Yeah. It's him. Oh wow. And then obviously this year we all are aware of the political situation yes. and a lot of people are referencing it. It's yes. on Sky at the minute and I really think I'll probably check it out. Mm-hmm. But 
out of the blue, this film dropped. And obviously, it was a Netflix film from the beginning. It's not one of them films that was going to be majorly in cinemas. Although I think they had a small theatrical run planned. But So this dropped last week, and I it wasn't a film that initially appealed to me. Because, and I think this is the case with a lot of Spike Lee films, I'm put off by the fact I feel I am going to be lectured at for two, mm. two and a half hours. Whereas... Now I've seen a few more, I know that he, he entertains whilst also educating you. And I think that is something I've seen in every single film of his that certainly from school days. That's really interesting. That, like, Because I, I'm the same as you. If I feel that a particular director wants to really tell me about, he's going he's to really tell me about something that I maybe put a bit of a, a wall up or I, mm. or I prepare myself for it and I feel yeah. that I have to sit and... Just get myself in the in the mm. mood for it. Where actually, when we were, you know, we've seen lots of different directors who have have had um, things to say. Yeah. And if it is done really well, you you can educate people mm. through entertainment. One of the themes of this is the Vietnam War, mm. and I learned more about this. What more about the Vietnam War, war watching this than Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, yeah. and um, I can't think of a third Apoc- Vietnam War. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this stars uh, Delroy Lindo, one of your favourites. Oh, my favourite. Because uh, you are a big fan of him because of. He is an angel in A Life Less Ordinary, which is one of the greatest yeah. films of all time. Uh, it's got a guy who. I'm not fully aware of because I've never seen The Wire, but Clark Peters, who's very famous and quite infamous from got an infamous character in The Wire. And I know him from he was in His Dark Materials, which was recently on BBC One. Was he? Yes, he was. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like I don't really know His Dark Materials very well. We gave up quite quickly with we that. Yeah, uh, but he's like the headmaster of a school. Oh, yes, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, yeah. and this is about a group of four friends who go who were veterans from the Vietnam War and go back to ostensibly find the body of their commanding officer. I thought this was going to become um one of them old people going on a trip mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Uh like Last Vegas. I was just about to say I bet you're <laughs> gonna mention Last Vegas. I think there's one with like John Travolta and Robin Williams. I don't yeah, know that well, one, but... Rad, yeah, motorcycles or something. I might have been mixing stuff up. That um, sounds like a made-up film, but yeah, okay. The bucket list, even. Oh, where yeah. It's old people. old people. Yeah. As, they, as we go on, mm-hmm. they, we find out a little bit more about them, and we find out that there is another reason dragging them to Vietnam. But they're going on this mission to find their commanding officer who was shot down and killed during the Vietnam War. Played The commanding officer is played by Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> this is kind of like Stand By Me in reverse. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's people going into the jungle and very much coming out different people. Mm. Uh, and then when I kind of thought of that, when it, like, sort of 20 minutes in, when I realised that's what it was going to be, I thought I kind of worked out exactly where it was going. Like, when you see Stand By Me, you kind of know that what's going to happen mm. and you can join the dots. This goes places that I never thought it would go. It looks absolutely beautiful. Obviously, you've got an acclaimed director filming in the Vietnamese jungle, so obviously it's going to look beautiful, but every single shot just looks absolutely amazing. Delroy Lindo, I know everyone's saying it, he should be front and centre for Best Picture, for Best Actor. Oh, amazing. He absolutely deserved it. It's 20 and 30 minutes too long. 
Um, it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, okay. But this is a really, really good film. And if you've got Netflix, and give it a go. I, it's funny. Just nice to see people bouncing off each other. There's really good chemistry between the leads. The thing that everyone's mentioned, which really quite annoys me, is there is obviously a lot of flashback show. Mm. And which you kind of do, you kind of need that yeah. to build or. Either you're going to go back to the Vietnam War and mm. show that and then do a cut to present day, yeah. or you're going to do flashbacks. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But when they're doing flashbacks, it's the same actors playing the same characters, along with Chad McBoseman, who's obviously quite, like you say, uh, a lot so younger. it's not like a younger version of them, mm. but it's just Chad McBoseman no. to show you that you're in the past, right? Okay. And... Every single review I've heard said, well, they didn't use the same um, de-aging technology that they used on the Irishman. Oh, no. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the Irishman yeah. cost $250 million. But also, parts of it, you're just looking at old Robert De Niro with yeah. a very young face. It's like, but face app. Yeah. This new face app that everyone's <laughs> doing, including us. I'm really mm. sorry. I made us do it tonight as well. But it was quite funny seeing old you. You just look like old Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. I just look like my dad. Yeah, you did um, look like yeah. Um, but yeah, it it looked like that in mm. the Irishman. I did not rate that at all. And what you and what, but every single review's what's mentioned this. Like, like this is a normal thing that's going to happen. This won't take off this DH no, technology. No, I hope not. Just recast it, or in this case, yeah. we are looking at the characters reliving these things, and so it's a, it looks like a directorial choice. Yeah. And there is a shot at the end which shows. That that is that that is the plan that they were doing all the way along. This uses a lot of clips of real life incidents. Okay. So there is footage of the Vietnam War that I've mm. never seen like in motion. Okay. So you will have seen the picture of the children running. Yes. Yeah. There is actually a video of that which yes. I never realised. Okay. Uh, you see pictures of people getting shot. It is hard hitting. Yeah. But. It is very entertaining. Just yeah. Give it a go, because like cinema's that happen for another couple of weeks, yes. and it's, this this has really got me itching for some uh, Mulan and Tenet. All good this week, eh? Well, that's a change because it's nice, been. Well, it? I'm just thinking yeah. like there's not been usually we're like uh, it's not been a good week. I but hated it. We're coming back. It's coming back. Mm. Oh well, that leads us quite happily into our date night film because I was thinking about this as well while you were talking. I was listening to you, I promise. But I was also thinking, it's been a while since we've just had a bit of a sort of a light film. Yes. Even films that were ostensibly light, like Before Sunrise, Mm. did have quite a weighty tone to them. Yeah. Um, And like even Inside Out, which was like like a cartoon, kids cartoon, was also quite hard hitting whereas I'm anticipating that High Fidelity is going to be Jaws a bit 3. of a oh come on it's <laughs> also hard hitting I'm sort of anticipating it's going to be bouncy and there's going to be spiky dialogue and and also because I know a little bit about this this film involves music I'm yeah. hoping there's going to be a rip roaring soundtrack a lot of the well okay now I'm not going to say <laughs> that yeah <laughs> oh you really look like you were about to, yeah okay yeah. Right, let's, let's go. go. Let's go, yay! My store is called Championship Vinyl. I can't fire them. 
I hired these guys for three days a week, and they just started showing up every day. That was four years ago. Rob Gordon has a successful business and a dedicated following. I used to go to the double door to hear you spin. You were unbelievable. But when it comes to dating... Hi. Hi. Is this Penny Hardwood? Hi, Caroline. He's still searching. Are you in or out, Rob? I'm sorry? Are you in or out, Rob? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. For the right woman. What's your name? Laura! Now his search may have ended, <laughs> but his problems just started. And I like you with Laura. I don't think much of this Ian guy. What Ian guy? You've got to be kidding me. The night Touchstone Pictures guy. presents... How's Ian? He's growing on me. He looks like he could grow on something. John Cusack, Jack Black, Lisa Bonet, Joan Cusack, Eben Yila, Tim Robbins, Lily Taylor, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Based on the international best-selling novel. Are you gonna line that flower bed all night? No. High Fidelity. I'm looking for a record for my daughter. I just called to say I love you. Do we look like the kind of store that tells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, no, oh, oh, is she in a coma? <laughs> You're looking at me. <laughs> why, why are you, are you nervous about no, what no, 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 not at all, not at all. Okay. <laughs> are we meant to like John Hannah's character in this? Um... Is he meant to be lovable? Well, I mean, that's interesting. That That's very interesting, because John Hannah isn't actually in this. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's John Cusack. Oh, I always do that, don't I? Okay. It's, it's John Cusack. Yes, John, John Cusack. Cusack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, let's take that as an interruption, as an opportunity <laughs> to say high fidelity. Spoilers for high fidelity. When Was this 2000? Two, year 2000, yeah. Year 2000, okay. Yeah. So going back to... Um, John Cusack, John yes. Cusack. I've spent a large amount of this film being really angry. Oh, yeah. Really angry. Mm. Like, hands on head, exasperation. He's not likeable in the slightest, is he? There's nothing likeable about... I mean, I'm going to put it out there. Mm. No one in this film is likeable. Oh, I... I so, let me start off right. by saying... I saw this, I read the book when I was probably 18. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it had a lot of musical references, and that was just the time that sort of Napster was coming out. Mm-hmm. So I was, while I was literally reading the book, I was then downloading the song to listen along with. And this has, like, influenced a lot of my musical thing, both the film and the book itself. Okay. You probably picked up on a few yeah, songs yeah, that were in yeah. our wedding playlist and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Um I don't think I've seen this probably 15 years. Oh, interesting. I've had a lot of revelations. Yeah. I could probably list a lot of the points in my head before watching this. At no point did I remember him having an affair with someone else whilst mm-hmm. she was pregnant mm-hmm. and things like that. Taking money from her yeah. and not paying her back. Yeah. Essentially, like, 
sorry, right, John Cusack in this, his character mm. Rob. Yes. And I don't think it's meant to be that. I think this is meant to be, oh, poor him, he's so difficult, you know, unlucky in love, and he has like, a redemption story at the end, but he is sociopathic, yeah. narcissistic, yeah. selfish. Yeah hideous levels of toxic masculinity and this yeah. is not me being all woke you know oh, like, no, I'm no, doing no. In my, yeah. in there, like, I know I've got a reputation for yeah. looking at a film in a, in a particular lens but there's some nasty stuff in that like there's some really distasteful stuff in this yeah. and it is it's all it's I, I want to say it's male like a straight male fantasy mm. but I think that does a disservice to men I think it's a very specific type yeah. Of pathetic, like mm. pathetic fantasy. So like let's let's put this in context. Yeah. I'm so so angry. <laughs> this week there has been a quite a bit of a scandal in British wrestling. Mm-hmm. Which it's gonna this is in context. It's, 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 yeah. And one of the wrestlers has been called out by his ex and she has published pitch uh, text message conversations mm. of her uh, from her phone of this wrestler, I can't remember what his name, it's not someone who's necessarily really famous, but her ex who was outside her hotel room banging on the door and texting. And a lot of the words he's texting are word for word things that John Cusack says to um, M.G. Han- I don't, I can't even the, like, yeah, make an attempt I, at I her was, name. Um... We'll come back to the actress because, yeah, I saw the name in the credits and yes. I was going to say to you, who is she, who is she? But can we stick with this point mm. for a moment? There, it's like, it's every five minutes. There's yeah. something where I'm going, alarm bells, like as a woman, yeah. I'm going, alarm bells, alarm bells. Mm. Get out of this relationship. Yeah. Call the police. Yeah, or just like, but it's also, it's, it's written, it's so written by... A, a straight man who is is thinking of women in a particular way. Like mm. I'm, like I'm saying, I'm not saying all straight men are, are like this because they're because they're not. Right, I'm really at pains to say this. Right, like you would never behave in this manner. Maybe when you were younger. Right, I'm not saying you're an angel, mm. and no one is. But maybe if you're younger and I've done the same thing, you've behaved in a way that you look back now and you think that was really juvenile. I wouldn't yeah. do that now. I've now grown up. I've now got more life experience. Mm. I've maybe treated that person in a really like shitty way. But everything he does in this film is it's all about him. And the women are written in a way that it's like a fantasy. Yeah. So... Key so, point, key point, right? Like, yeah. I'll give me two seconds. Key point. The one bit that really got me here was his girlfriend or his ex girlfriend's <laughs> father has yeah. died. Yeah. She has unsurprisingly rang him and said, My dad's dead, mm. right? <laughs> this is a jolly for Father's Day weekend. But, yeah. you know, my dad's dead. And you probably would, if you've been in a long term relationship with someone and you've just split up, you probably would go back to that part. That's, that's you know, speaks the truth to me. Yes. But at no point in time, right, at no point in time does that woman then turn around to her ex and go, I'd really just like to have sex with you now. Yeah. 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 So I remember reading that in the book when I was 18 and going, piss off, that had never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it is, it's because 
she is so like bereft and in grief and loss oh, that yeah. she wants to go back. But not this like romantic scene in a car where he doesn't even have to do anything. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything. She just climbs on him. Yeah. You know, and it's it's total fantasy land. So a lot of right. what you are criticising is in the Nick Hornby novel. Mm. Um, I and I think this is the rebirth of the Jimbo and problematic corner. Mm. There is, there are, like I said, there are alarm bells all over this. Watching this with modern eyes, when you so I spend this is not that old. No, 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 no. I mean, so, I mean no. twenty years is probably yeah. old now, but yeah. Mm. I spent a lot of my twenties basing myself on the thing of John Cusack in this film. Not the bad part. But I I rearranged my records into biographical order. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then we, when we had parties, I would show people and think it'd be really interesting. And oh, uh, oh yeah, you know when you say you wish you'd met me in my twenties, yeah. you'd hate me in my twenties. Oh, but you you wouldn't be like him. Like I think you've taken the best parts of him then. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, you know, like like genuinely, I can't ever imagine you being that idiot. Mm. Yeah. So you what, like the film what, then? What, what else did you... What, 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 yeah, because... It's, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because I just... I have a real issue with a major, major parts of it. But I totally get that it is a fun... Like, I love the fact that he is talking to you all the time. He's mm. breaking... Is it the fourth wall? I was yes. about to call it the third yeah. wall. Yeah. He's breaking the fourth wall all the time. I love the concept of the top five. Mm. I really like... like Even when he's at the dad's funeral and he's turning around with top five death songs. Yeah. Love that. That's the sort of stuff we would do. Mm. So I can completely get, actually, going back to what you were saying about like basing yourself on this character or, or finding things that the character does that resonates with you. Mm. A lot of that stuff, we do that now. Yeah. It's the underlying... Oh yeah, yeah. Problems, yeah, with his relationships with women, mm. and even when, oh, it's just the nastiness of like, right? Catherine Zeta Jones turns up in the middle of this, right? Yes. As sort of this woman that he positions as being above him, he's one one of his exes, yeah, above him. She left him for someone called like Marco or something like that. Yeah. And Marco was better for her because he had more going about him. And actually, this guy Rob, he he recognizes that Catherine Zeta Jones is like was just completely above where mm. he he would be in life. And so he gets back in touch with her later on when he's having this like midlife crisis, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and then then it turns out in his eyes actually she just wasn't that interesting actually she's really annoying and you know there she is having a, a really nice like party at a house and she's she's just you know she is actually annoying yeah but yes like oh i just yeah it's all th- oh well you know actually she just wasn't she just wasn't that good look she just wasn't that funny and i've i've you know I made the right decision and that, you know, if she went with someone else and that's fine, is what I say to that. <laughs> is what you say. Is that, is that, yeah, yes. that's your official word. Yes. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the woman that plays the sort of the main love interest all the way through this, who's called Laura? Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely butcher her name. Mm. Uh, it's Ibn. Do you want me to help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to have a stab at that? Yeah. So Ibn Hedge No, yeah, that I would also do it in injustice. Laura. It, it, it 
looks Scandinavian. It is. She you should is, be good at this. She's Danish. Okay. Yeah, it's got two J's in it, and I I don't know whether you pronounce that with a Y or a It'd been Hedgele. Hedgele. Yes. That's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. follow Laura from yeah. now on. Iben. Yeah. So I, throughout the whole of this film, mm. wondering who is this woman? Who is this woman? And I keep wanting to turn around to you and say, who is she? Yeah. Where has she been? What has she been doing? Please put me out of my misery. I don't know her at all, but I feel like I do. No, you don't. Okay. No, she's not been in anything. The only thing moderate. She, she had a career in sort of lesser movies and also Danish language movies. Okay. The only thing that she's been in that you may have seen is Defiance. It was the Daniel Craig, Lee Schreiber, uh, Jamie oh, Bell war film Not seen in it. 2008. And um, I'm scrolling down. She plays Bella in that. But yeah, she's quite far down the list. Ends. Um, I think she was picked out by Stephen Frears, the director, uh, after, seeing her, after seeing her in another film, a film festival. I don't think she's very good in this. Do you know? No. I, I think she's... She she does what she can with what she's given, given that she in no way, shape or form behaves like an actual woman. Like yeah. no way, shape or form does she behave like an actual human being. Yeah. Um, in yeah. this. It's, it's it's fantasy levels and her emotions are all over the shop as well. So like he's he's an idiot. He's we find out later on. He's, he cheated on her during the relationship. Yeah. And she was so devastated by that betrayal mm. that she terminated a pregnancy. Mm. You know, that this is big, hard-hitting stuff in someone's life. Yeah. He then borrows money off her, like a large amount of money that he never pays back. Yeah. And then when they're having a sort of a powwow about their relationship, he kind of says, oh, yeah, I, I could go out with other people. You know, leading to their breakup. I saw your body language physically change at that point. Mm. You were, yeah. yeah. Leave him. Leave him. (laughs) Get your money back. Leave him and find someone else who treats you well. But all the way through this film, Mm. she's constantly going back to his house. She's, you know, she's being drawn back to a toxic relationship. And in the end, we're meant to think, oh, aren't they nice together? Oh, look, they're, they're, they're in a party and they're dancing to Marvin Gaye and oh look it's all gonna be all right because he's not gonna like go off with anyone else even though he, he was like towards the end of the film he's still like wanting to go off with some music journalist and he changes his mind oh isn't he good yeah Robert Wagner's daughter oh is that right yeah okay yeah. interesting mm. Mm. yes so I think she she isn't given... I, mean, I think she's given a lot to play with, but none of it's consistent. So emotions up and down, up and down. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, <laughs> so so what do you think... So let's go through some of the cast. Yeah. So you have, as his friends, Todd Louisa. Mm-hmm. Do you know... Is he the it's like very quiet, geeky yes. guy in the record shop? Yeah. Who initially, and again, this is how like tonally off it is initially mm. i thought he was in love like secretly in love with rob oh. because he was behaving in the way that a person who has like unrequited love for someone but then in the end he ends up with sarah gilbert yeah it didn't didn't make sense to me <laughs> he, was, he was fine yeah he was fine he was probably the least um mm. unbearable out of all of them <laughs> jack black 
playing Jack Black. So this was the breakout performance for Jack Black. Yeah, I can I can get that. Uh, before this, all he'd, he'd been in films and been, but this was his. This was his bit. No one had heard of Jack Black. He'd done the Tenacious D TV show, mm. but he hadn't released any music yet. So the point is, it's supposed to be a surprise at the end when you find out he can sing. He can sing yeah. um, my mum insists that his version of Let, Let's Get It On is better than the original. Oh, my mum's wrong. Um, but yeah, this this absolutely launched him. And then a year later, he did Shallow Hal, which is obviously uh, his big another lead. Another hugely oh. problematic <laughs> oh, film. Oh, yeah, Let's yeah, not yeah. Go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked him because he's meant to be unbearable, so yes. I could I could hate him because mm. the film wants me to hate him, but mm. also like him at the end because he can say, mm. fine. Uh, so Lisa Bonnet rocks yeah. up. Yeah, I thought she would have a lot more to do. She's She pops up as this musician, yeah. and I, I genuinely thought he was going to end up with her. I thought she mm. was going to lead him on a path of redemption where he learned more about himself. He learned about how to have relationships with women mm. that weren't toxic yeah. and narcissistic. But no, she is, again, manic pixie dream girl, isn't oh, she? Oh, yeah, she, absolutely. She's, oh, she floats in. She's amazing. Yeah. They have sex. And he says, I'll call you. And she says, oh, you, you know, like, I know you're not going to. And that's fine. I'll put a hat on. I'll put a cowboy yeah. hat on and walk off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, fine. Fine. Yeah. Uh, so you laughed when Joan Cusack turned up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I didn't know that she was going to be in it. Can you please explain to me, right? Yes. So Joan and John yes. Cusack, brother and sister, right? Yes. Yeah. What relationship is she to him in this film? Because at one point, I thought she was playing, like, a love interest. And I thought, that's bold. No, she's uh, she's Laura's best friend in this. Didn't get that at all. So, it's explained. Is um, it? Yeah, when she rings, she when she leaves a message on his answer phone, they go to quite lengths to say, um, oh, look, I, I just wanted to come up and see how you were. You know, you're my friend too. Um, yeah, that didn't, that didn't give okay. that to me. I get that. Like, she rings him and says... I've heard about you and Laura splitting up. You're both both my, you know, but but that could be that could be that he she's his sister. And at one point, I thought she was his sister. Well, you know, like she makes a point of saying you're my friend too. So yeah, like but, you know, if if we broke up, you know, like someone might ring me up and say, I'm not going to name names because it's your friends. But yeah, one of your friends might ring me up and say, Oh look, I'm trying to check up how you are. You know, like you're my I friend too. Yeah. No, no. Oh no, I think I'd be off their Facebook. Yeah, yeah, especially the time. if you behave like him, you wouldn't be having any friends. <laughs> Mm. Um, God, that was really yeah. I was, I'm so angry about this man. Um, I thought she was one of the. You know, when I'm saying all the characters are unbearable, actually, yeah. I take that back. She is not unbearable. Mm. She is the voice of reason. Yes. She is the. There needs to be more of Joan Cusack. When she was saying things, I was nodding. She's calling him actually, out. You actually did yeah, physically yeah, yeah. nod as well. She's calling out all the all bu- bullshit. All the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And sitting, at one point, she says to him. Like you're tr- you're chasing down Laura. You're standing outside. Her, you're calling her all the time. Like it's really awful stuff. Like it's proper harassing. And then she said, "Yeah, have a think about it. Why do you actually want her back so bad?" And that's mm. exactly what I was thinking. Why do you want this? What you you haven't said anything about her that leads you to believe that you actually see this as a fulfilling relationship. That she's someone who makes your life better. That, that you want to be with this person. You, you've cheated on her already. You've, she, she's told you this really, really 
emotional intimate thing about having a termination that you've just you know it telling it the story a little like oh yeah and then she had a terminate like this is major stuff in someone's life and then you've taken this money off her and there's probably other stuff as well that he's done and I, there's no way that that's the only stuff that he's done to her in his life and she, but then he's wanting her back because he's all alone i'll stop now you're just looking at me <laughs> um and then probably the other one is tim robbins yeah he's place for laughs doesn't he oh yeah he's Laura's sort of new boyfriend yes he's meant to be he's a conflict res- resolution person and he has a ponytail I really want a vid- um a photo of myself in karate uniform going like that on yeah, the go on. Uh, yeah Do with it. a ponytail yeah, yeah. I'm an audio feature no obviously she ran off with him mm. he's sane and then the exes he visits mm-hmm. are um Lily Taylor right don't know anything about is her. She... She's in a lot. She's in like the Conjuring films. Um... Is she the one who he meets and she talks about how he was trying to have sex with her when they were 16? No. Or when she was 16? Because this is a really, this is, I mean, the Jimbo in Problematic Corner is, is flashing majorly in that scene is yeah. she no that's oh. joelle carter right okay. who you would know you wouldn't know but she's in justified she's one of the major characters justified okay in that particular scene yeah she talks to him about a rape and it's yeah it's thrown away she's trying to justify it and she said oh I, you know um i i it, it's not rape but i didn't really want to do it and she mm. tries to almost like she 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 tries to say that having sex with someone at that point in time which was trying to like justify it to herself but she was like it kind of it was rape but it wasn't and i just think so the exact words were yeah because she had he had dumped her yeah because she wouldn't sleep with him Mm. and then that little the way she describes it is that little fucker was the first person uh, i I didn't have the thing to fight him off it wasn't rape because i said okay but it wasn't far (sighs) off And then that's I mean, played for as, oh, well, that's fine then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, fine. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. and he doesn't even go back to it. And say, this is, this is horrific. Yeah, it's yeah. Hor- like, I'm not, I'm not, like, doing, like, an overly, like, I'm not even playing this for, like, a laugh. Like, that is really oh. horrible yeah. stuff to shove in the middle of a film. Yeah. And to, for him to go, oh, well, everything's back, you know. Yeah. Oh, d- not even to go back and look at that. I don't know why they've put that in for a start. Mm. And then not to deal with... If you're going to put that in, deal with it appropriately. And that's what I find really offensive about it. So, yeah, I think... So, I think what she's trying to... So, what she's trying to say is... And this is... It comes a lot... It comes across differently in the... In the in the in the book. Right. What she... What, what she's trying to say is that she was heartbroken and just threw herself at the first man in the book and right. and, and then okay. she uses that thing to say i wasn't in control of my actions right. because i was so heartbroken right the one clip that, the, the one thing that they use there is not does not represent that in the film okay. the, yeah yeah I, I i felt very uncomfortable is what yes I'm i think just the word using rape the, in, yeah. the, in the in the in any yeah. story yeah i was talking about being sort of 16 17 and yeah and not really knowing yeah there's there's so much in there that mm. we need to sit down and unpack, but it just made me feel very uncomfortable. Absolutely, very uncomfortable. yeah. And I don't think you would. I really hope you you wouldn't either. That would be addressed appropriately mm. 
in a film these days or you just wouldn't even have that in as a yeah. story. Oh, you, you wouldn't in no device. way use that in this. I think there is a way of telling that story. You definitely would not use those words. Yeah, and also you would just de- you would just deal with mm. it appropriately. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to dwell on that for two because it's no, just nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think part of the words are they have taken sentences and phrases directly from the script Mm. without much context around them Uh and just put it on screen and they've not they can't put the entire thing on because Mm. otherwise it would be a 10 hour long film yeah um but yeah it's it's not a sensible way and i this when i'm looking back with modern eyes this Mm. film is a mess Mm. Mm -hmm. it was um the last act is just all over the place as soon as they get back together and in the book that happens sort of halfway through the book and then he goes on this thing where there's a dinner party scene with actually the guy who in this it's a two second thing shows them having a nice dinner party with the the guy from who plays andy in true blood oh yeah I didn't even because it's so split second. Yeah, because it's like them meant to be growing up. Laura and Rob growing up, going to dinner parties, having a great time. Now mm. they've got back together. And the point of that in the in the book is that he looks at their record collection mm. and it's really lame. It's Tina Turner. It's, it's Tina Turner. the Beatles. It's things <laughs> like that. Yeah, okay. and and suddenly he realizes that nice. You don't have to like the same things that they like, okay. and he grows as a person. Oh. Don't get that at Don't all. Don't get here. any of that in there. Don't this. get that at all. I think this has been edited to shit. I mean, okay. some of the major stars that are in this are on the cutting room floor. Um, okay. So Harold Ramis plays his dad. Okay. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo plays a quite a memorable scene in the book mm-hmm. where he is. Um, they set this up in the film mm-hmm. where the phone rings and he says, Oh, yeah, I'm interested. And he goes to a house clear out mm-hmm. um, of a woman's ex-husband's record collection mm-hmm. and she's trying to sell and he's she's got like the original sex pistol mm-hmm. sing, seven inch singles uh the like mint copies everything like that mm-hmm. and he's like this is the best collection i've ever seen and she's like yeah um yeah i'll take ten dollars for them i just want i i, I just wanted to send him uh tell him that i've sold them for ten dollars and he goes oh, i can't do that to another collector because you're a psychopath mm-hmm. Um, that was cut out of it. It's in the okay. deleted scenes on the DVD. Okay. Um, I'll make you watch them later because okay. I know how much you love this film. And, uh... <laughs> you know what? I think there was a great film in there and there were certain scenes, like the scenes in the record shop. Mm. I really, really loved them. I, the character, you know, the all the blokes were um, were buzzing off each other and there was real sense of camaraderie. Mm. I really liked it when the record shop was busy and people were talking about different... Pieces of music. There was mm. music references in there that I loved. I love the quippy lines about you know t- your top five whatever's top mm. five this top five that. And I was thinking of them as well. Thinking like okay, what were you saying? And you're throwing in things like Massive Attack because it was new at the time. Yeah. And so, oh, that's good. You know, you're not just going for the oldies. All of that I loved. It was everything else around it, mm. and the fact that I think we are meant to feel some sense of camaraderie with the John Cusack character. Mm. I don't think we're meant to like love him unconditionally, but I think we're meant to think of him as a lovable rogue. Oh yeah. You know, someone who's actually quite cool mm. and he's he's not cool at all. If that person what you know, if he maybe had relationship ups and downs yes. because we all have relationship ups and downs mm. and it's shown 
to be more realistic. Yeah. He doesn't have to be an angel. He doesn't have to be brilliant at relationships. That wouldn't really be of any interest to me, to be quite honest with you. But mm. if there was some learning or some kind of, like I hate to say journey in inverted commas, but there was some kind of experience that he had in this film that made him think, or we were shown that, you know, the, these things that he's doing aren't acceptable and actually he needs to learn from them. Yeah. That would, you know, compel me more in, in this mm. film. You've got uh, two layers to it, I think. I think you've got all the relationship stuff underneath, which I think is nasty. Yeah. And you've got this record shop. And I'm really interested now, having heard you say that this is going to be a TV show, yes. what they're going to go for, which are they... Because they cannot do this film... As it is now. So, the do you know anything about the TV nope, show? Don't know anything. Right. Okay. So the big thing about it is there is a gender change. Right. Okay. And the person who's playing Rob, right, Roberta, uh-huh. is Zoe Kravitz. Oh, right. So the daughter. <laughs> the daughter of Lisa Bonnet. Yeah. Oh, now. Now I feel a bit better because I can't imagine Zoe Kravitz signing up to anything that would would deal with relationships in this way. Yeah, okay. I can't, I can't imagine her signing up to anything that mm. would would position toxic relationships as, as being something... I don't like. Yeah, I can't even describe it. It's always like something too to live up to or mm. I, don't, I don't know I, I'm finding it really hard to it's so complex and so difficult to describe I'm not doing a very good job of it but yeah I'm I don't think she would you know having seen what she's been in recently yes and the um the women focused tv shows like big little lies that mm. actually deals with relationships of all kinds yeah um in a much more realistic manner, mm. I'm pleased that you know this. The TV show may really um, appeal to me. So it's 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 gone over quite well. It's been released in America for quite a while. Oh, has it? Yeah, oh, right, and okay. it's just not been had a chance to be released here. Yeah, okay. Mm, it's a Hulu original right, okay. over there, which means it'll probably end up on like Stars Play. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, we'll, yeah. Um, we'll watch it. Yeah. we'll watch it and see. But is it just been sort of? Well, it can't have been it came out because we've it, not heard... It came out in February, okay. um, just before the world stopped. So I think that's probably right. not helped. okay. So, but yeah. there is a big thing, like, a lot of people... Because I've been sort of trying to find out if there's going to be a season two and stuff like that. There's a lot of people sort of asking for a season two. Okay. So it must have gone over quite well. Okay. And um, the music side of things as well, I would hope, would be would be there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, the music in this the is music brilliant. Beautiful. And And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... The, all of the songs have made it yeah. into because this like I say I, I was just going through Netflix um, I was just going through Napster just downloading every single song because um, there is a big list on IMDB so this must have been when I first when I first went on IMDB there was a list of every single song that's mentioned in wow. all the things there's like a bar scene um and there's a song called Soaring and Boring that you could never, ever find online. Wow. You could find it. There was one person who had... You remember... Do you ever use Napster? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't because I never went... You know me. I can't do anything 
illegal. There was always one person who had it, but it was never like it never like connected properly to download it. Um, but it's now on Spotify, so we've okay. now so, listened yeah, to it whenever we want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when this was released, there was a big controversy. Right. Um, not the fact that Rob was a really awful human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the big controversy was that it was moved from London to Chicago. Oh, in a plot plot twist that your mum told me about. <laughs> On our call this morning, yeah, yeah. We had a video chat with my mum and dad, and uh, my mum started talking about... She, apparently she listens to the show, uh, yeah, yeah. and she's like, oh, happy she's day today. Oh, oh, they've moved that to Chicago. I was like, shut up, shut up, it's spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not. Uh, yeah, hi, mum. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of people took against it at that point. Right. Yeah, I, I see can... a lot of people talking about this still. Yeah. But like I say, it's well, probably fifteen. Well, if you're 15... a lover of the book, for example, mm. and you you have that world, and it is, and if there's a lot of let's say British humour in there mm. as well, or references, you probably think. Mm, Plus, why I think moved? I think when you have read a book mm. and then you see a film, because it was only I think I read this maybe a couple of years before this came mm. out. I think you can join the dots in your mind. I know that a lot of people did that with. Um, this is going to sound a really, really, really weird reference point to make. Okay. But Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, I remember loads of people saying, when that came out, saying, oh, yeah, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. I'm like, what? Am I meant to know what the Half-Blood Prince is? Because that film never actually deals with that point. It's just it's just a thing that appears in a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, well they yeah. Do, they yeah. do deal with it at the end. They do say who the Half-Blood Prince is. No, they say who it is, but they're not... They're in no not point in the film do they yeah. say why we should care about yeah, who... Yeah, 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 okay. And yeah, yeah, there's a huge amount taken that, out of that film. Yeah, I that loads loads of context, and yeah. I think that might be the case in this that you don't realise because you can join the dots right. in your mind. You can join in the dots mm. as to why he's mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, difficult, uh, isn't it? Could I read it? Is um, this going to be the first five star film from you? Oh well, <laughs> five stars for toxic masculinity. Um. I'm I'm gonna give it a three, right? I'm taking away in my mind this rating is looking at it at the time. Yeah. Even though I think people should have known better in two thousand, but like you said, I mean, you know, you mentioning Shallow Hal, for example, just shows you just yes. what was coming out at that point in time was deemed mm. to be like a successful film. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna... No, no, no. Shallow Hal tells you that sometimes oh, you can look beyond oh, looks. Don't. It's just horrible. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it from the point of view of the music, the setting. See, I would say I, might, I enjoyed it because I, I was angry all the way through it. I'm talking myself out with this three-star review, but I just think it's just okay mm. and i think that's what a three is for me it's just yeah it's okay it's not pushing four it's not a two and a half although i want to give it One. less for you know i want to take stars off for all the rubbish but i'm going to try and look at it in the context it was set in and just see it as as mistakes so yeah i'm i'm going for three i'm surprised i know so am i i mean but i'm trying to be Fair. I don't when you were fair. really calling this out, I didn't think it was going to end up being three quarters of the way as good as uh, Inside Out. Oh, don't. Yeah. It's... Maybe we should bump Inside Out up retrospectively. No, no, no. No, no, no. no I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna stick with it. Yeah, it's, it's a low three. Okay. But, uh, but only for the music. 
<laughs> That's the way I'm going to look at it. A three for the, because of the the music brings it up to a three. There you go. I found that really interesting. I, that was not what I thought it was going to be. And also, how interesting that you can go back and look at this film. And I'm so pleased, Mark. Honestly, like I'm really relieved. I really thought that I was going to have to have like a conversation with you where you were trying to defend him or or say, oh, it's not as bad as you think. Or... So I've. I've reassessed this over the week and I've been like, okay, so I'll look, what happens in this? You know, when I'm sort of thinking yeah. about what we're going to talk about afterwards. And about two days ago, I thought, hang on a second. If I look back at this, these aren't nice people. So I have I kind of expected this from a couple okay. of days ago. So yeah, you, okay. you are preaching to the converted. Okay. And then as I was watching this, I was like... Yeah. yeah. That's it, isn't it? It's a lot yeah. Of, mm, yeah. Okay. Yes. Right, that's how they're dealing with that. Yeah, walk away, love. Yeah, yeah everyone, mm. everyone walk away. From like, him. From him, yeah. let him grow up and, and learn. I don't think, in hindsight, I don't think the book is filmable in a... Mm, I was thinking In that. a two-hour, even three-hour film. Yeah. Yes. You're looking at me, aren't you? You're looking yes. at me, and I haven't even thought about what to do for date night next week. Ooh, this is going to be completely off the cuff. Okay. Right. I've got one. I'm gonna, I've had I'm, it. I'm gonna type what this is. <laughs> I've got it in my back pocket. I mentioned it the other day, and I thought, "Oh, I've given the game away here." Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I've I've had it for a while because I saw it on. You've got a list of films that you've seen, like that you want to see that you haven't seen. Yes. That's huge and scroll down it, and I sort of put it in, in the back pocket. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one, but they're all a bit weird. Hmm. Uh, we're gonna watch the Last of the Mohicans. Okay. You're not showing me your phone. That wasn't so what I was going to say. That's not what you thought I was going to... Do you know much about The Last of the Mohicans? So I know Daniel Day-Lewis is in it. Mm. I know... In my mind, it's the same film as Dances with Wolves. Mm, okay. That we've right, seen quite recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the fact that I was nearly said it is the woman from Battlestar Galactica in it. But no, that is actually Dances with Wolves. Well, I think... keep. I was about to say, don't look it up, but you're not going to do that. But no. yeah, let's just leave it there. Um, I don't think it's as long as I thought it was going to be, just to put that out there, because I did check the other day. I must have had this in the back of my mind for a while. Um, don't you just have a look at how yeah, long it is? Yeah, I think it's two hours something. I had a feeling that it was like a proper epic, like a Dances with Wolves epic, but I don't think it is. Oh, it's under two hours. One hour yes. fifty-two. Yeah. Oh, did no one's celebrating more than me. Yes, that is amazing. Yeah. No, the only things I know about it are so I will have seen bits of it because my friend growing up, Dave Kitching, mm. um, was absolutely obsessed with this. He used to just have it on in the background all the time. Um, yeah, he. Yeah, I remember being at a friend's house uh, for a sleepover. This is a, this is the sort of age we were, um, and. We needed to time out two hours, and he was like, "Well, that's his wolves is two hours, so I could just play that through in my head, and then we'll know when to uh, turn back the channel for something." You've just said Dance with the Wolves. Oh, do you mean the last one? Yeah, games? yeah. See, okay. there we go. Yeah, yeah. it's it's John Hannah okay. all over again. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just very tired. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, in, on that note. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's go back. Yeah, th thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Bye. Bye.
Before you go, and now that I've calmed down, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the Honeymoon Period podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time. Since we got to be, let's live. I love